I've had many different jobs. I remember at the age of nine, I realized that I wanted to buy things and not ask my parents for money. I needed my own source of income. I was nine years old. <laughs> it's, it's not that my parents wouldn't give me money. They're very, very generous humans. I just hated the whole song and dance around asking. Something in my adult artistic lifestyle I've come to terms with. My first source of income was mowing my neighbor's lawn in the summer. At the time, we lived in the village of Howick and not the farm where my parents live today. That sentence or contextual information means nothing to no one, but there you have it. The neighbor we had was an older couple in their 60s that had a number of different health problems. So we, little Abby Stonehouse, was their hero that cut their lawn for $3. I remember them paying me in nickels, which now makes me feel sad and nostalgic. I was a terrible landscaper, if you will. I murdered lots of plants, and I was scared of the lawnmower most of the time. However, my dad allowed me to expand my business when he started paying me to mow his lawn. I used his lawnmower, his gas, he cranked the lawnmower most of the time for me, and he paid me. My first real job was at a gas station when I was 15 years old. It was a minimum wage job, and back then, minimum wage was less than $9. <laughs> It was a horrific job and I pumped gas for people that didn't want to touch the gas pump. <laughs> I smelt like gasoline and sweat all the time. I worked there for four months and made my mom call and quit for me. <laughs> Other jobs included working at a canteen at a campground making french fries. I worked at a depreneur, blockbuster video, and a lab tech in university. The lab tech seems like a big jump. I was unqualified and so were the people around me. Blockbuster video was strangely one of the best jobs. Or really, it suited my lifestyle at the time. I was very depressed and the job was easy enough for me to dissociate for hours on end and still get paid. The last job was my first big person job. With real responsibilities, I was in a job that I thought I wanted using the education that I worked so hard to get. Turns out, I hated it. I hated it a lot. There was a number of reasons why. I felt undervalued and underpaid. There were pros to this job, but there were more cons. At the core of it, it just wasn't my passion. If you've listened to my past episodes and you've clued in a little bit to my lifestyle, I'm a little bit of a creative. Understatement, I'm a lot of a creative. My whole life, I've suppressed that part of me. Earning money and taking the path to earn money was more of a priority in my brain. It was and will never actually lead to my happiness. Money helps, though. Don't get me wrong. I stress about money a lot. <laughs> and having an abundance of money would solve a lot of my problems. I left my 9 to 5 about 18 months ago. I saved up some cash and had a year plan to get my life in order so I could just do what I loved. These past 18 months have been hella hard. I've had a lot of ups and downs, and uh, I can say without a doubt that I've worked harder in the last 18 months than I ever have in my entire life. I have also never been happier. Welcome to House of Stone. <laughs> Welcome to House of Stone. Welcome uh, the podcast where everyone has a story and we get into the nitty gritty of it all. 
Today, I have Miriam Khan with us today. I have a little bit of an intro for you. Oh. Yeah, Miriam is a comedian here in Montreal. She's also a producer of a new and exciting show called Mean Girls. Um, she also was one of the producers involved with the Unknown Comedy Club, a series of virtual comedy shows that started up during the pandemic. She's, con she's kind fiery, delightful, and hilarious. Uh, and I'm so happy to have you here. Oh my God. Thanks for having me. Oh, no What problem. an intro. <laughs> I love that. I love you like I looked right at me. You're like, I've never been happier. <laughs> I'm like, how can I believe you? Intense. <laughs> yeah. Intense. That was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. I mean, I was talking about like work and I got all like fiery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, digging into those memories of just like past my past life and the life I have now. There's just like so much emotion around it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I had you I'm I invited you on this episode with this theme and topic because you've gone through some significant changes changes in your life yeah. recently in that area. Do you want to talk about it a bit? I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like my choice. I did get <laughs> laid off, which yeah. was the best thing that ever happened mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. um, it was about like two months ago yeah. where you know, they uh, kind of formed it as we've eliminated your role. And okay. inside I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. So what were you doing? What was, Oh my goodness. I don't even know. You don't That's even why know. I what was your... No, um, I basically uh, have always worked in sales. Yeah. So I was helping, uh, like at my last job we were doing virtual events. So I've always been in that space. Yeah. And, um, I was helping selling like virtual events to associations. And then the role changed to me also selling like these, uh, like new service, custom services that we had, which I okay. didn't really understand what we were doing, which I okay. think led to my firing. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. is a very hard question for me, but um, yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they told me that, you know, the role was eliminated because we just, uh, you yeah. know, didn't have a need for it. And uh, to me, I took it as a sign and I was like, mm -hmm. I need, I've always wanted to do my own thing. I, like you, I yeah. kind of always rejected this creative side to me, yeah. dabbled in it, but never went full force. And now I'm just like, you know what? You got this. Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, you can absolutely do this. So like, how did you get into this position in your last job? Like, how long were you there for? Okay, so I was there for about a year and a half. Okay. And I got this job because of the pandemic. So I used yeah. to work at this other company that did wristbands that like lit up at concerts. And you talked about this before coming in. Like that sounds so wild to me. Just like yeah. a whole company. I mean, obviously there's a company, a company uh, like, you know, connected with little things. Like, you know, when you see like, you see glow sticks and you're like, you don't imagine like a whole team of people I behind this like glow stick <laughs> company but of course there is look when I see these led lights like it's getting me all <laughs> excited I'm like yeah but it, it was a cool it was such a like and this is the thing I've never in my life ever liked any job I've ever had yeah. I loved that job you love the glow stick I actually <laughs> loved it because it was a bunch of creatives like I still yeah. talk to all the people that I okay. work with which is so rare because yeah. normally when I leave a job oh, I yeah. leave the people immediately oh, I'm like absolutely. don't know absolutely if you oh. see me on the streets we're not friends yeah. remember I was paid to be there <laughs> like, absolutely I am still friends with one person I used to work with yeah but um other than that like 
even like at my old job, they used to have like s- summer staff that came in. Okay. And like they were all like sweet and we would like, you know, get friendly. And then uh, like literally like the day after they left, I'm like, <laughs> I am never talking to these <laughs> yeah. people ever again. I hear uh, you. And they're so optimistic because they're like in university. It's like, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Add me on LinkedIn. You know? <laughs> so you like the the glow stick? I'm not calling it right. The LED yeah, yeah. company, like yeah, no, it was it was um, it worked on Bluetooth. But the okay. thing is, no, yeah. it was a cool company. They had another division where they did like smart wearables. Okay, so it was cool, and I worked in that. But it was yeah. all the product sold at live events. So when the yeah. pandemic happened, yeah, like our revenue went to zero. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So it was really bad, and I knew it was going to be bad because the yes. thing is ninety percent of our clients were outside of Canada. Yeah. And so when like yeah. these big major events were calling us like and we signed a contract with them like six months out and they're like, we're going to cancel. Yeah. I remember freaking out, like yes. calling my parents. This pandemic is really bad. Yeah. And everyone thought I was really not. Um, really? Even like my brother was like, calm down. Like, okay. Yeah. Because I saw major clients that would never cancel. I mean, you saw it from a different perspective. Exactly. For sure. Like these people that are canceling million dollar events. Yes, exactly. Six months in advance. And they're like the like, largest. What did they know that we didn't know <laughs> yeah. at the time? Hmm? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they knew this was going to end the world. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I remember having this and mm. uh, my salary was cut by 20%. We oh, were. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. That. Zach felt that. Oh my <laughs> God. If you take 20, 20% of my income, I make zero dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, that's kind of what happened to me too. (laughs) And I still stuck it out for like a good year because yeah, so it was really intense, but then, Mm -hmm. um, eventually moved to this other company that I moved to this other company completely for the money. Yeah. Uh, They were paying well. And then at the time they were doing virtual events and they were selling that. So I was like, okay, like Mm -hmm. I've kind of been in the event space so Mm -hmm. I can easily transition into that. And it's like a technology you're selling. Yeah. So and I, then you're also a performer and producer. Yeah. So that probably helped you get the position as well. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't look at any. <laughs> I, I couldn't say, okay, they were so old school. I had a nickname for them. I call them Windows 98 because <laughs> that's how like old they were, school. They were virtual events. How are they like? I know. That doesn't make. It was like Windows 98 type of graphics. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe shouldn't be saying this in case they listen. I mean, we haven't said the name of the company. Yeah, we haven't. And, and we will. And you don't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore. Yeah. The scars are still there. Uh, <laughs> oh, very yes. much so. Yes. No, so, but whatever. I mean, like they treated yeah. me good, so I'm yeah. not going to complain or anything, but mm. passion went to negative a thousand. Yes. Um, and then that's when actually uh, Ronnie Ramsey, who's mm. also a comedian in the city, yeah. kind of reached out to me and was like, look, I'm doing these like virtual, virtual Zoom shows, shows yeah. and I want you on board. Did he know that you were doing these events? Yeah, he knew yeah. I was like in this world. He didn't okay. know at like what capacity and like we've known each other for years. So, yeah, yeah. and I've kind of been in and out of comedy. Like mm-hmm. I was in comedy for like a good, like three, four years. Then yeah. I kind of just like, 
would just do shows if anyone asked me. And okay. eventually that went to zero. Like okay. nobody wanted me. I was like, I, yeah, I'm not so really here. when did you uh, start doing comedy? Like how many years ago? Oh my God. I think it was like 2013 or 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. So it's, it's been, been a like while. Nine I'm old. years or so. Nine years. Yeah, and I know. you've taken Very unaccomplished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, so yeah, I was really like hardcore about it, but the scene was very different back then. And yeah. my mentality was different. Like. I didn't look at it like a business. I didn't look at it as work. I looked yeah, at it like a, this is my hobby. Yeah. I, I mean, would a lot of people do. And I don't think there's anything bad about yeah. looking at it as, like as a hobby, um, especially like, I mean, there's I think there's a lot of people in the scene that, you know, take it as a hobby, but they're talented. I'm like, good. Like you're adding something to the scene. But then there's the people that like definitely like make yeah. it there. Well, that's it. I think at the time, like my actions were taking it as a hobby, but I was delusional and I was like, I'm gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> the number one thing. No, but you are very funny. Though. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. No, so are you. <laughs> thank uh, you. No, but like I just kind of didn't have a vision. Like I was just kind of going at it. Yeah. And which is fine too. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I think that's what kind of uh, you know, that's what kind of like made me kind of teeter off because okay. I didn't see where this was going and I wasn't yeah. I also had a lot of fear like yes I think if I'm really honest with myself like I'm afraid to kind of like it's one thing to be on stage and to be in that intimate environment and then mm -hmm. there's another thing to go online and to really ask yes. for what you want and yes. be like and promote yourself promote and yourself like that confidence like yeah I mean exactly. I know like I from experience I definitely battle like oh do am I a hack like are people like judging me like do I, I have like and I have to like just like you know quiet those voices voices and listen to my confident side of me or Fernando would say my narcissist side <laughs> yeah. of me and just be like he's, he's nodding his head <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> um and be like no you you got this like you know like you're funny like people like people like you it's a um, mantra but it, it's hard <laughs> it's a hard balance it really uh, is hard it's so hard it's the worst like to promote yourself it's yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. torturous. So a bit, a uh, you yeah. do get used to it. That's a, it. To it's, a like extent. you build a momentum with and then practice. you yeah. kind of are able to disassociate like yeah. promoting me versus mm -hmm. being like, I just need to make butts and seats here. I need yeah. to make money because yeah. I don't have a backup plan now. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. So Rodney reached out to you. Let's backtrack a little uh, yeah. to help you with these virtual events. So like uh, for those of you that don't know, like the virtual show were called the Unknown Comedy Club. Yes. Um, uh, which I think they're still, they do still do like some corporate stuff. They and just like built it's still a, uh, a VR room. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. In like, what, what, what's the uh, app called? It's, uh, it's on, um, oh man, uh, Horizon. So if you have a VR set, if yeah. you go into Horizon, uh, yeah, now like Unknown Comedy Club has its own like comedy club. Yeah. It mm -hmm. like actually feels like oh, a comedy club. It has two yeah. rooms, right? Yeah. Uh, it has one comedy room, but there's multiple rooms That's inside wild. the club. Yeah. yeah. The whole VR world is terrifying to me just because I have just not, I'm not really a technology person. And like, have you performed like in virtual reality? I have. It's really trippy. It's, it's really, it's really yeah. trippy. And it's so cool. So just to backtrack a little bit, when I started yeah. doing these Zoom shows, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the club, it's called Unknown Comedy yeah. Club. I started hosting uh, yes. a weekly show. Yeah, and the beta show, which the beta I, show. I was on a, a few times. I loved it. Yeah. It was it, so fun. It's a lot of fun. And what I like, it was so, and a lot of people like completely hated 
Zoom shows. And I understand that yeah. because it is a different skill. Like it's different. You get something very different out of it yes. than you do live. A hundred percent. Like, so, I mean, there was, there was definitely like when I went into it, there's sometimes like I would be like, I would be booked for a virtual show and be like, Oh, like, yeah. But then you get some, you just have to put a different mindset into it. Like you're just there to like, just like just say material really. Um, cause you're not going to get that like feedback really. Exactly. Uh, I mean, one thing I like, I keep interrupting you, but no. like one, <laughs> uh, one thing I liked about, um, Rodney's, um, like concept or like the unknown comedy club concept is that like everyone they like kind of enforce like microphones on yeah uh, video on just so like we see and hear I mean some people yeah. didn't listen or whatever but um that's I I really like that or like other zoom shows it was just like performing to nothing it was oh my god it's quiet. torturous yeah and like I often joke sometimes when the real life audiences are dead I yeah. let them know like I did zoom shows where people would turn their cameras off yeah and turn their and mics off worse <laughs> and you guys and they worse. have more energy Energy than you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would. That's what I say. I, I love that. I love <laughs> like, that. That's my opener. I'm like, pick yeah. it up, guys. Uh, pick it up. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There are like, but there you are those crowds who are just like, are you literally scared of me? Like, yeah, why yeah. are you not reacting to anything that because, anyone's saying? No, but it's also yeah, yeah. Like in the real life, yeah, yeah. they're they just don't know how to socialize anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, they've been in true. the basement for too long. It's <laughs> like, true. It's very very true. It's like drugs. Like some people can come out of it. Some people get addicted, and some people it changes them changes them for life. Like, <laughs> there's no point in return. Yeah, yeah, I think like the lockdown, the pandemic has changed a lot of people for life oh yeah oh I, yeah i mean everyone for life in a different yeah, way yeah exactly so it was doing those zoom shows and i was doing it weekly and it was mm -hmm. so tough at first and i was like oh yeah. kill myself but like at the same time i nothing else you know going yeah. on yeah it, there yeah. was a lockdown so, absolutely, absolutely so i stuck it through and it kind of reinvigorated my love back for comedy which yeah. was really positive and yeah. i started like i started seeing my growth and yeah I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, I think especially with the beta show where it was just like you and uh, Linda, who was like yeah. co-producing, like really enforced, like, you know, it's a place to just like try things, just suss things out. You didn't like, it was just like anything yeah. kind of goes, like don't really like, it wasn't like you had to like, it wasn't like high pressure. And, no. and I think that was like the comfy space about the beta show is because like, I don't know, sometimes with some shows and virtual shows, especially like during the pandemic, you're like, okay, this is the only time I have, like I can do comedy in a while where it's just like, no beta show. Like you can just like try things out, like try things. Have you written them? Yeah. Last? If you want to share slides, like yes, you could do exactly be experimental. Yeah, like yeah. that's what it was like beta, like beta testing, not like beta males. <laughs> I had to, I had <laughs> to, a lot of people had that impression. So I had to like look that up <laughs> yeah. before the first beta show I was like what exactly yeah. is Miriam like, what's going on? talking about when <laughs> yeah. she says beta <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no 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 that was like that was the whole concept of that yeah. and then um yeah we ended up like stopping because like obviously live shows are so much better yeah. but yeah. I mean they have their own uh they have their own niche but what I loved about it is that you get to book comedians from all different parts of the country that's what I love we about, had comedians yeah. in England mm. you know what started getting really crazy we started getting like comedians in the Middle East that don't have a stand-up scene. And they're just stand-up fans. For real? We had someone from like Cyprus. We had someone from like, it, it was nuts. And I was like, yeah, sure. You can come and do the show. Yeah. And that guy like killed it. And he was That's just like- so funny. That's I'm this so lone cool. ranger. I'm a, like 
I love stand up, but there's no scene here. So it, you yeah. know, there, there's a, that's a thing. Like for every negative, there are other positive oh, stuff that come out of it. Absolutely. It's so. definitely like what I liked about um, doing virtual shows is meeting these other comedians yeah. from, especially like, I think I met a lot more Toronto comedians yes. um, because I mean, from the beta show, like, and uh, Rodney had a lot of connections with people from Toronto. So like I got to meet these comedians that like I normally, like I would have to go to Toronto exactly. to meet. Um, and that was really, really cool. I love that. And, yeah, like, cause getting, it, the unknown is not just with Rodney. I also work with Daniel Woodrow, who's yeah. a very established oh, comedian I, in Toronto. I love Daniel. He's, he's, he's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so now I, wor I work with those two like okay. exclusively. So yeah, like Daniel is a very established comedian. He knows a lot of, Top yeah. comedians in Toronto. Yeah, he's been so. on CTV Roast Battle, I believe. Yeah, like, exactly. He was, uh, he was in Montreal, I guess, this he's time last year. He's or also here now. He's yeah. here now. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I think he's like going to be leaving soon. So, but he was at the nest. He was. Oh, at, he was at yeah. the nest. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, like he was. It was this time last year that I did a show with him, like a theater St. Catherine, and I like I saw like I only met him virtually. It was yeah. like it's been such a weird experience since the pandemic. We're just like I've met you so many times. Exactly. But now I'm seeing you in person. I know. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. It's really cool. like. Are you nervous to meet me? Like, <laughs> you know? I was nervous to meet Daniel. He's like such <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. he's such a rock star. I know, but you try to reverse it. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm I'm the special one. I know. You do have to lie to yourselves. <laughs> um so you you've been unemployed for two months. What is what is the plan? What like what do you want to oh, do? Oh come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Um well right now, okay. So right now I'm like, yeah, I need to make money. Like yeah. we can't this is another thing. I don't want to be like a starving artist. Like I do not want to be that person. Um, especially I'm older now. Like I just, we can't, we, our yeah. body literally can't handle it. Yeah. So right now I am actually consulting and freelancing for like startup companies and help them with like their amazing. whole sales process. Amazing. Yeah. So I already have like two clients, which is great. That's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, but of course you have like that imposter syndrome. You're like, just call and say this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be $150 an hour. <laughs> you know, try to play it like a therapist, um, but I like call that faking it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. And I've been doing that for years. I know. Years. Like I have been Same. underqualified for most of my jobs. Yeah, of course. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I know how to do that. I'm just like well, Google how to do things or just like, oh, how much should I charge for this? Yeah, I, I think they have this term now that everyone's saying called quiet quitting. Where I've it, heard that. Yeah, so it's a term where yeah. it's basically all these employers that um, are noticing their employees do the minimum amount of work while yeah. still getting paid, which yes. is what I call a dream job. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the problem here, yeah. you know? Because yeah. there's also been like quiet paying salaries, right? Yes. Like, yeah. we're yeah. employers just maximum like pay the minimum and maximize the amount they're like employees oh, yeah. can meet. I'm like, I yeah, think, it's time for this revolution. Oh, oh, I think it's time. I think managers sometimes do such a terrible job at like one creating a job description oh, yeah. and then leading that job description uh uh this this job description with this person's salary. It's just like terrible they're like they end up like at the end, I don't know, this person who's like sometimes desperate for a job will like go into a job and like, okay, I, th I can do this. And then they throw on ta like task and then like they don't get compensated extra. So yeah. like- Or you're doing like two, three hours yeah. extra work and they're like, well, yeah. we paid you salary. It's like, yeah. and it'll be trash yeah. amount. And I, it's like, yeah. 
the taxes is crazy. Yeah. One of the one of the turning into an like revelations here. I had recently. Um, I took on a contract for uh, about six weeks, and uh, I proposed like the amount I wanted an hour, mm. and then I like and. I kind of knew that they had it in their budget, but I like kind of was like, oh, they might like, you know, be like, okay, we, we can only afford this or something. Um, I, I had like a revelation. I was like, okay, if they, if they can only offer me this amount, like a lower amount, I'm only going to work this amount. Yeah. An hour. Exactly. Like, it's kind of like quiet quitting in a way ish. Not really. I don't know why they call it quiet quitting. It's uh, like, it's just, fun it's just life. working for <laughs> yeah, the, the work. amount <laughs> like, that you are like getting paid for. So yeah, like, exactly. Like say like if I wanted, you know, like $35 an hour, like, and they only paid me 25, it's like, okay, well I'm working $25 an hour worth of work. That's it. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that they can do that for sure. Yeah. Or say no to things or you know put on boundaries which i know some bosses will take you know, advantage fight and take advantage of and, course um uh, but that those are bad bosses <laughs> we know those trash human beings yes, you know? exactly um yeah and that's what i love like that's what i love about the pandemic it's brought that and it's like yeah it's not acceptable anymore to kind of like treat me however you want yeah um and also yeah like with this whole remote work it's like i realize I am now in a place where I have the skills to do things on my own and oh, why yeah, not do absolutely. it? And I also really want to work with dope people like you and mm -hmm. create something. Like, oh, I absolutely. like I have no intention. I don't have it in me to like want to be alone. But like, <laughs> that's not the point, but I want to work with people and uh, yeah, just create. So it's absolutely. like, I, uh, I want to, I don't want to like do, I can't, like we were saying before we recorded, like I love kind of delegating to other people yeah. because they, <laughs> I mean, I, I know my skill set. I know what I'm good at. And like, I want to be able to incorporate other people and yeah. like have that mindset. Like, okay, like I, I want to like build together. I want to build something 100%. together and not just be like this person alone on whatever. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, like I want, I want to help everyone and bring everyone up. And uh, a I part like of me is also like, if I'm alone and I make a million dollars, I'll be happy to, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and be like, I would be so upset, but I'll buy friends. I'll delicate and buy friends. No, but I mean, so yeah, to go back to what you're saying. So like I'm yeah. doing that like for money, but like also it's freed up a lot of time where mm. I just want to hit up as many mics as possible. I want to get better. I am co-producing a show now. Um, yeah. So it's called Super Mean Girls. It is Super, a riff. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I it is a riff from Mean Girls. Yeah. But, uh, so mm -hmm. it's like a monthly thing that we want to start. Uh, we, it's me. Me and the voices in my head. We wanted yeah. to start doing. Uh, but it's yeah. super cool. I love that. I, I love Yeah, it. we had I, our, I love all femme lineup. Or all femme, LGBTQ. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. people love it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like, it's also just like, I don't think, yeah, this whole debate, I know like now I'm just going into something because you triggered me with FM. <laughs> like most comedy shows, you'll have one or two female comics yeah. and the argument is always like, well, there's just no girls that want to be comedians. Like there's such a low amount. Like, but I think that- in the, in the Montreal scene now, there's a lot, a lot There's more. a lot more girls, but- when, when I started, there was very few uh, femme comedians. Yeah. But now there's a lot more. There's yeah. definitely a lot more. Uh, there's just a lot more comedians, period. Yes, yes, but absolutely. But I will say that I do think that like just subconsciously, and I don't think people do it on purpose, mm -hmm. like even bookers, it's like you're just so used to having like six guys and then two girls. And I, yeah. I just think that like people don't realize like that's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And it could be very well. Like there just aren't enough girls. Yeah. But my opinion is just that like, no, I think we're just like conditioned all of us to think like that's just normal. And we just yeah. continue to do that. Yeah. But 
yeah, when you kind of change it up the vibe, you do change the vibe of the room. You're changing yeah. the yeah. whole setting and it's like, it's still funny. And so- Absolutely, absolutely. That was just a little yeah. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so you're uh, you're starting this monthly. You, yeah. ha- you have, you're, you're self-employed. Yeah. You're, you're making money that way. I'm going to crash uh, And then you're going <laughs> to- I'm scared, I'm scared, Abby. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like I said earlier, 18 months ago, I, you know, started this path and mm-hmm. I, I, I can't express to you. I yeah, was tell me about unwell. I've oh, been no. unwell for like a year trying to get like things rolling, like things in place, just like, but I just had to believe in myself and take this risk that it would work out. And if it didn't work out, I would figure it out. And yeah, and like, do you did you try to do everything at once, or, or did you spread it out? Well, I definitely spread it out. Yeah, I, I think that's the key. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, it's it it would be impossible for me to do everything. First of all, after I I left my job, I just kind of took it. I left my job when it was like basically in lockdown, so yeah. like I couldn't even do shows. I could do virtual shows, Ugh, yeah. so I couldn't even do. So I took like that opportunity. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna chill, just recover. Um, I needed to like, you know, work on my mental health a little bit, just like take care of myself. Uh, and then I slowly got into, uh, just like writing more and then like diving into projects and then, um, and then, you know, shows started opening up and I started like my monthly again and Mm -hmm. I started a a biweekly show and it's just like, it progressed from there. Uh, and then, um, and then I built, like, um, I started producing with Michelle again because things opened up again, like the lawn laughs and, and then I, yeah. And then I, I started working on this project. So it was, it was very like a slow, like, like just building on things. But it's like. It's not you. You say it's slow, but then it's like a year's already passed. A <laughs> year's like, already passed, and then I, eighteen I, months. That's what you said. Right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, like eighteen months already passed, and I I have worked really really hard, but I knew yeah. I couldn't. Like things aren't gonna happen overnight, right? For any of it, like exactly. Um, and so it's everything. It's it's not about the end goal. It's like about like the little things that you yeah. do, like to to build on to the your your ultimate goal that you're you're working towards and are you like me where you're like deep down and you're not proud of this but deep down your fantasy is still to just like marry rich and have someone pay for everything (laughs) (laughs) like Uh, like that's not that's (laughs) not not my fantasy yeah yeah like like we're not proud of it it's just it's just there you know (laughs) i just think I mean, I would want to be in love. Like, I'm not going to yeah, marry yeah, yeah. For, for love. But, you can love money. Uh, for, for money. I'm not going to marry for money. I'm <laughs> not going to marry for love. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, it would. money would make things so much easier. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's like, it's. I'm just doing what I love and it doesn't matter if I'm poor. Like, I worry about money every single day. Yeah. Every single day. And it's That's so stressful. Money. It adds so so much stress and it would just be such a relief. Right. Just to like just do what I love and like just like have an abundance of money. Like yeah. it would be so so much easier, but that's just not reality. No. Um for sure and I can't wait for a 
But OnlyFans is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I would literally... I thought I, about it. I was like, <laughs> dude, I could, I could get away with feet. I, would, I, I would could get it. away I with like... I would literally do it. I don't think I would show my pussy, but no. I... No, no, no. Uh, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely show my tits. I would show wow, my feet. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So I do have a Patreon. So if someone, yeah, them, <laughs> sign up for Some that. Suggestions. Convince me into something. I don't know. I know. Like you just hear the amount of money these people are making from OnlyFans, and you're like, this has been the pandemic has been great in a lot of ways, man. Oh my like, god. I didn't. I did the OnlyFans exist before the pandemic yeah, yeah. okay but it didn't I, have I its you, boom. No, yeah. there, there was, yes well there was like that like little controversy a little bit where uh only fans like uh there was like some credit card companies wanted to drop only fans as accepting oh, yeah. payments from them right yeah yeah yeah. i heard about this because like there was like I, I forget the exact reason but i remember because of that a bunch of other companies also opened up too yeah so there's like a bunch of different types of only fans now Oh, okay. Yeah, so interesting. I work. Well, yeah, I, they accept Bitcoin. Like there yeah. was that. <laughs> I work. I work for a company that kind of like that kind of is like OnlyFans. Oh, self promotion yeah. is coming. Okay. Okay. Interesting. No, but I mean, like, it's just yeah. Th like that's another thing. It's yeah. That's wild. Uh, but no, yeah. like when I had my actually, you know, like knock on wood, I'm I'm finally in a place where I'm doing better. And also, when I got laid off, I was the company was good. I can't like mm -hmm. be completely shitting on them but yeah they ended up giving me like a two-month like severance pay so that's, that's help and that's then so i good. also was able to get like two clients i'm getting unemployment okay oh, wait a minute i shouldn't be saying this <laughs> i didn't get paid yet i did not get paid from my clients yet so <laughs> wait, I can wait, still... wait give me a second i'm just gonna i'm just it's gonna, gonna, uh, edit just this gonna out. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oopsies uh no but like i didn't get paid yet uh mm -hmm. yeah which is true mm -hmm. but it's like it's not doom and gloom. And at the end of the day, yeah, I think it's like that confidence thing where it's like now I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not even faking it. It's like, no, I am, you know, yeah. older now. I have a lot of experience. I can do this. And yeah. honestly, you know what's else is inspiring? Seeing a bunch of hacks yeah. really believing in themselves, yeah. but not faking it. <laughs> they actually believe in themselves. They do. And you're like, they're don't. Sweet baby angels. Like, they're, they're just, not sweet they're baby so, angels. They're <laughs> They're like psychopaths that will destroy the planet Earth, you know, because there's too much delusion happening. I know. There's a lot of delusion. There's a lot. In this and, world. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I like how it makes them happy, I guess. But it's just, yes, it's not You're great. a way better person than I am. <laughs> I wish them death, you know. <laughs> I want them gone. I want them gone. No, but like there is. There's a lot of delusion happening mm -hmm. around us. And it's like. Mm -hmm they're going for it and they're actually winning. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. So um, that is also- So imagine what you could do, someone that's not a hack and uh, has experience. Hack, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. There and are, there's things like how, how far you can go. Like exactly. you gotta believe in yourself. You do, you gotta believe in what you actually are capable of and just do it. And yeah, uh, yeah mm -hmm. like you said, delegate. Like if you don't know, yeah. it's like, I just don't know. And I also don't care. So yeah. like sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you have to care. Like that's, I there's think it's another there's pressure. There's nothing wrong with delegating things and like being honest with me. Like I'm not gonna be good at this or I exactly. don't know how to do this. Like, please help me. Like yeah. there, you should like reach out to like other people and network and like be like I, I want to do this I have this idea like what do you think and like um sometimes like I feel like in the artist scene like we have this like scarcity mindset that like oh like I have to keep this to myself and like uh like but no like like 
get everyone involved. Like, I, I don't know. That's yeah, like, I agree because yeah. it makes the scene better. I mean, like, you, you saw this with like uh, Rodney. It was yeah. like he, he got like other people involved exactly. and it just like it blew up. So yeah, it, exactly. it's really, really cool. Yeah, and it, it is cool because like now if I go to other cities, like now I just know people there. Yeah. And I'm like, like I went to San Francisco recently too. And like oh, cool. there's people that did the Zoom show mm -hmm. that were from San Fran and they like connected me with folks to do stand up there. So oh, like, that's amazing. Yeah. So it, mm. it has a lot of ways of uh paying yeah. back and i definitely think that like you know in a community of artists like i feel like the more we help each other the more we're like encouraging each other to yeah. do this and the better the scene gets it will get so much better you know yeah. like if you're trying to hide everything for yourself or just yeah. like an exclusive few it's yeah. like okay but like mm -hmm. it like you can't capitalize it as much long term yeah. because yeah that's only going to be a selected few that are doing really good, but they're going to eventually leave. And the yeah. rest of the scene is going yeah. to be absolutely bad because you yeah. haven't provided a space to nurture the talent. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I, I want, I want the Montreal comedy scene to just like blow up. I would love that. Yeah. I would just love, um, I mean, not that this podcast will, I hope this podcast, like <laughs> yeah. I just, um, uh, I would, that's, I want to have like, I want to highlight all these amazing talent and artists on this podcast yeah. and like, hopefully like p other people will see it. I want to move. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> I would love to go to LA. I need to get out of here. <laughs> no, but like, uh, mm. I, I think that like the future is like with the VR shows, it's like yeah. all the scenes are just going to combine into each other yeah. eventually. And yeah. I think like, yeah, nurturing your mm. local scene too is important, but yeah. like, do you think the VR shows are here to stay? I think oh, so. Yeah. Are they just going to get bigger? I I think the metaverse is the future. Like, I don't okay. know if you've ever been in a VR I've, setting. I've never. Oh my never. God. It freaks me out. Like I said, like it I don't, is, I don't know even how I'll, I'll react in it. Like, listen, it's like watching a Netflix show and not being able to stop, except you're like, not just watching the show, you're in the show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Terrifying. Is it not terrifying to listen? The world's people? already going so down. I I'm know. ready. I'm ready for someone to hit a button and for it to all implode. <laughs> like I'll take that over a slow burn. But in the meantime, yeah, I'll sometimes I just I'll disconnect and go into the Okay. Med. You have I'm, those I'm, goggle thingies? Yeah. So okay. uh like it uh like Ronnie has a pair and like we've been kind of like yeah. sharing it, but um yeah, like mm -hmm. it's definitely, you have to get used to it. It's not yeah. super easy to navigate. It's not yeah. that, it's intuitive, but not that intuitive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's cool. Like uh, I did a stand up show with a guy from San Fran and like he mm -hmm. was so good. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, is it like playing a video game? Like you have to like control it? Yeah, or? a little bit, but you okay. have avatars. So okay. like you get to, and it's so trippy because. I've literally had conversations with Rodney in the in the space. Yeah. And you literally feel like this. Like wow. Zoom does not feel real life. That feels wow. very real life. Like even with the audience, like uh, they have access to emojis <laughs> that they can like start, okay. you know, yeah. um, doing. And it's like, it feels like you're in a real room. That's like it doesn't so cool. That's so, cool, but terrifying. Cool yeah. But terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But the, the hardest part of getting used to it is like, I'm very nauseous. So like, Oh, they has that like, uh, yeah. they have motion sickness. Like, so they haven't dealt with that situation, but okay. Okay. Just pop a gravel. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> so what was one of your favorite jobs that you've ever had? Okay. So there was that, that job that I mentioned, yeah, yeah. um, that was amazing, but like actually a job I had during like my CJP years. Okay. I used to work at this spa as a receptionist. Oh, 
I love a spa. I'm such a spa uh, bitch. Like I. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why Best. you need money. I need to go to spas. Listen, <laughs> I became a woman at that point. <laughs> no, Stop. I'm not kidding. I, I'm not kidding. I, so funny. I've developed. No, no, into no. A woman. I, I knew how to put makeup on. Like I learned how to like take care of myself. Okay. Okay. So, self care. Self care. Uh, yeah. Oh, like wow. I would become friends with the estheticians yes. and like the manicures and like because yes. I was booking appointments. So mm -hmm. if I would give them like good clients, they'd be like, "We'll give you a facial." Like oh we would God. exchange services. They would give me Manny Petties. Oh, and there was yeah. a hair salon and oh my God. And, oh my God. and I worked with friends. That was okay. the best part. Amazing. And we were quite disastrous. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, okay. So on Sundays, our managers would not come in. So it would be me and two of my friends actually working at the spa. Okay. So I remember our shift would start at 10 a.m. And if we'd party the night before, mm -hmm. like one of us would be like, listen, you we would take turns who would come in at 10 and the other two would come in later because we'd be sleeping in. Uh, we knew what spa rooms were not like taken. Oh, we'd right, book the room right. and one of us would go to sleep in there. Like, right. oh yeah. Oh my God. At yeah. the end of the night, at the end of the shift, we'd go and like, just like take the products and like luxuriate, you know, in them. Like everyone is this doing was, that probably. It was called no quiet quitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've been doing it. We've yeah. been doing yeah, it. We've been doing it. Like for sure. I used to take advantage of at every job. You have like, to. Oh, uh, you have to. Yeah. yeah, it was nine bucks an hour I was getting yeah. paid. Okay. Uh, what? I was getting paid like nine bucks an hour. Where was that this? was like at minimum wage. Like Yeah, that's what it was. Wait, I'm how old. long how long it was? This it? was like two thousand four. I'm yeah. old. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like and then the services are charging are like hundred fifty dollars. Mm. And you see how much money the you know owner yeah. is making. So you're like yeah, I'm going to like dip my hands in paraffin, which is hot wax, and I'm oh, yeah. going to luxuriate. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have moisture, like moisturized yeah. hands, like oh, at yeah. the end of this. So <laughs> you're paying me less than nine dollars an hour. I'm going to have soft hands. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, I've like at any job, you sort of there's you know where you can take advantage a little bit, and especially if you're feeling undervalued or underpaid in any way, you're just like. I'm I think gonna, we were just young and like yeah. didn't care, <laughs> we, yeah. which is true. Like I feel bad. Any restaurant owner, like I get it when they're like tough. I'm like, yeah, you're hiring 18 year olds. Like yes. they're not going to care. Yeah. The, they, and maybe they're they, part they, of the they job. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should care the appropriate amount. Yeah, not, exactly. Like, sometimes like I've had managers or people in like position, like when I worked at Blockbuster. Oh yeah. Oh, there was like some managers or like, uh, assistant managers that just took their job so, so oh my God, yes. seriously like, i'm like dudes yeah we're renting dvds to this is I a know. dying industry we all know this the like we we've, we're getting the emails from like corporate saying like we are dying but you're taking your job so this is this is the time that we all should fuck off like as much as you can like i I, know. I stole so much candy from blockbuster oh yeah uh and like i mean we always we just got free rentals anyway which of was course. like the best yeah. i mean in 2007 like you were we like had Quentin things Tarantino. called dvds we had things called dvds where you had to like go to a store and get yeah and, yeah, yeah and we didn't there was no streaming um and this this was a place you got it and it was the best it was like it was so much fun it was so much fun and i worked with a bunch of like 
idiots that were like funny and like of also nerds nerds are really fun to work they're with. the best they're really they're really like fernando <laughs> yeah. fernando's a, a nerd uh, they're really fun to work with because like especially with me they thought i was like really funny and delightful because i didn't know you're also just know, a girl i didn't know anything like- <laughs> i didn't know anything about any like I, I mean, they were they were renting out like video games, and they were just like so fantasy, whatever fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fantasy. Uh, and I was the like Zelda, the Legend of Zelda. The, yeah, yeah, like uh, the the Zelly one. The yeah, Zelda, yeah. Like where where do we like? I'm like, and like people would be you like, you were oh. the Reddit before Reddit existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like. Some of these employees were like these indexes for all of the like for movies and, and video games. And I knew nothing. I don't know how I got hired because I mean, I was a teenager. They just yeah. needed whatever. Um, but like I remember in the job interview, they were like, oh, what what's what's one of your like what's one of your favorite movies? And I said, I think I said the stupidest answer because I couldn't think of something. Um, it was something like, oh, I, re- I really thought like, you know, my big fat Greek wedding was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's like the <laughs> stupidest movie in the world. Well, not back then. It's, it wasn't back then. No, that's I don't pretty know. funny. Yeah. But even back then, like hit. when I got hired, big fat Greek wedding was 10 years dated. And I was oh, like, right. it was like, it was like panicked. And it was like the first movie that like popped into my brain for some reason. Yeah, but it's a good one. I guess so. Anyway, I remember actually now that you're bringing back when I was at the spa, I was so nervous at the interview. Like back then yeah. too, we took interviews so seriously. I, oh my God, <laughs> I, I cannot I express to you. Like, <laughs> and you're every, like, it's $9 an hour. Yeah. And I'm taking this so unbelievably seriously. Yeah. And like, you have to be coached. Oh like, my okay, God. listen, they're going to yeah. ask you what your favorite animal is. And the manager loves dogs. So yeah. you better say a dog because yeah. it's a man's best friend. <laughs> and I remember the yeah. question came up yeah. and I was ready. I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like a dog. I, it's a man's best friend. Oh, my God. And I, she was like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed to do. Yeah. Uh, no, people get to this day, get really nervous. I get being nervous for interviews. I get yeah. it. But I used to interview people. And I, let me tell you, I know. it doesn't. <laughs> It, we don't care. We don't care. I know. We don't Just care. Just be real. <laughs> Just be real. Um, and on and every anytime I've interviewed someone, is we were desperate for someone. Yeah. So you literally have the power. Like you have the power. I know. You have complete. And I like. I think in any interview, if I have to inter- be interviewed again. I, I will have that mindset. Like, exactly. no, you need to sell your company to me. It's not like me selling. That's yeah. it. Um, Listen, I'm going to be quiet quitting a lot at your work. <laughs> so you so better convince me <laughs> not <yes>. to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do have to like kind of le- go like we're wrapping up a bit. Um, we do still have a little bit of time. Um, but I wanted to ask uh, when, like, why did you get into comedy for the first place? Oh man, I, I, well, you know what? In high school, I remember like being really part of like a lot of girl groups. Like I was like in the girl group, like I loved it, you know? Yeah. I wasn't a popular girl, but I just had a lot of friends, you know? Okay. And I was always like the funny one. Mm -hmm. I loved entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then long story short, I remember, this isn't the first time I was like discovering myself what I wanted to do in life. I volunteered for this like publishing company that gave free media passes if you interview people in the city. Like you get uh, free passes to like music concerts. And one of them was for JFL. Oh my gosh. And I got to interview like some comedians. That's amazing. But the thing is I was so green and I would go up to every comedian and I was like, look, I don't even care about this interview. I was like, I'm just here for the free show. And I think you're really talented. And my interviews were atrocious. Okay. (laughs) 
Because I what was. What did they do with this footage? Or the f- footage? Or... Oh my god! I made sure they were destroyed. Like, no, it, they were how did they, so bad. How did they track bad. that you were interviewing these people? Like, well, the thing is, like, they just would give media passes, and so. Okay. But one of the PR people at JFL took me aside and was like, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you have to take like." Why are you telling them that you're just a fan and you're here for free shows? Like this is how wrong I was doing it. Okay. Um, so long story short, I ended up uh, recognizing one comedian and I was like, oh my God, I think you did like David Letterman and I want to interview you. Yeah. And he was like, okay, come to like one of my new faces like okay. shows and then we'll interview afterwards. Yeah. I didn't realize it was an industry show only. So it was ju- like, it was so, it was like a all black room, maybe 20 people in the room okay, and nobody was laughing at any of the comedians that were up. Like it was so taken seriously, like notes, they were writing notes. And I was like, okay. and I'm just there like a fan. I'm just Miriam there as a fan. <laughs> like I don't have a care in the world. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And these are like mega comedians that are huge now. Yeah. Bombing. Like one of them who was actually really big. Ooh. I remember, no, I can't say names out. Why? I'll Why? the names. But the guy was sweating so profusely, nose sweat drip, okay? And okay. I remember being like, oh my God, okay. this is the best. Like, <laughs> like what? But, you, but did you know most, you didn't know I, these no, people at I the knew, time. I knew one of them because okay. I had seen him and he and he killed it. Like he did okay. really well. Okay. Another one, I, I will say Andrew Schultz was on that lineup okay, yeah. and he murdered. And I yes. remember like, yeah, and it was Chris Stefano. He was the one okay. that I was like supposed yeah. to interview. And then my camera person didn't come. So it looked all really, again, I just was unprofessional throughout the whole time. <laughs> um, so I remember like when Chris Stefano and Andrew Schultz like did their okay. set, like industry folks would literally run up to them afterwards. Yeah. So like they had that star power and you can really feel it in oh, a room. Yeah. Like, oh, you're absolutely. like, whoa. During Just for Last, you like when you someone walks it. into a room, you're like, we, we saw Chrissy D's podcast, like a lot yeah. live this year. And like, yeah, he was phenomenal when he back walks then. in the room, you feel the energy change. Cause like, he, well, that's how it felt. So like, and he's so down to earth and weird and funny but yeah. like he just has this energy and confidence about him yeah i think it's called success but yeah. like, <laughs> it's, called money. Adds, it's called money yeah that <laughs> definitely helps but yeah he kind of had it back then too and especially in that lineup and there's another person who like really made it but he was oh my god it was i, I won't say his name but sweating bullets oh, wow. and so i remember seeing this and being mm. even more inspired i was, yeah. like, I was okay. like okay if this is the best like i'll be here next year and yeah like, <laughs> no but i remember just being like if all i ever make it mm. as a like comedian yeah. or a creative is writing a really shitty movie script that yeah. makes millions of dollars yeah i'll go for it because only, <laughs> only that's how delusional i was speaking of the delusional people i was one of them but i remember being like you know, like do it and go mm-hmm. for it. But mm-hmm. then, you know, so you, so you that's did what these like, the, <laughs> you did these interviews to get like these passes I and, and to do go free shows. That's yeah, it. I was and, like, Oh shit. Yeah. And then that, after that you started doing comedy or yeah, was it I like, I think I did it once before. Okay. And so it was like a universal okay. sign. Like, Oh my God, yeah. now I want to try and see this. And, yeah. um, yeah, I done it once before and then never did it again. And okay. then I did the interviews, okay. went to new faces. Yeah. It was atrocious. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. And then, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely... I, I never made gotten, it. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely gotten very inspired by Just for Laugh shows, like the bad and good ones, because I'm like, well, I just love being around these creative people. And like, 
you know, like, even if they're bombing, you know, like, okay, you are talented. You did work hard to get here. Yeah. So it, it's very inspiring for sure. For sure. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about me? Like, I just checked out. Because I, <laughs> I was back there. I was Being like, it just for last in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, very inspiring. Oh, to be 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's very, especially if you're a stand-up and you're in that environment and you're not part of the festival. Yeah. It drums out a lot of emotions. Oh, yeah. Good for and sure. bad, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you're like, fuck, like, what, what am I doing wrong? And, mm, you know, mm -hmm. or... Yeah, I mean, I don't think I... Had uh, oops, negative just, emotions, no, just like me. in the in in the. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I I always see it as like like I just get inspired like yeah. hearing these fresh like these people that I've never seen before or uh so these new new comedians yeah, that, I, that I've never great. seen in their material and like the way they perform and then also just like seeing the comedians that I'm a fan of and like seeing yeah. them do like their new hour like um I don't really sit there being like oh I wish I was there I, no no yeah. I'm not like that but it's just like sometimes I, I don't get tough on myself like I wish I was there I get yeah. tough on myself like you should work harder yeah yeah you know like believe it's, in yourself oh, more I get that. it's like that's I get my that. mindset because yeah. I've always okay. had that so I'm just yeah. like oh you know like you can just put the work in and like that's how oh, absolutely it just but it I definitely to negative places because I'm too critical you know okay so. I definitely get that I could def I I have like experienced that but I try to like snap myself out yeah, of it it's like no that's a healthy approach it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's, it'll take me decades yeah yeah to not do that for sure um uh we always end the podcast with two questions okay. um uh the first question is uh what is the hardest thing you've ever been through Oh man. Um, yeah, I think the hardest, I don't think there's like one moment that was mm -hmm. the hardest thing. I just think that like in my twenties, like I, anytime I had a failure, mm. I took it very seriously yeah. and I was so hard on myself mm -hmm. and I allowed myself to drown. So yeah. I remember doing really bad in university, had bad grades. It was like the end of the world for yeah. me because, oh, yeah. you know, I come mm -hmm. from like immigrant parents where like mm. grades meant your whole self-esteem. <laughs> So yeah. it was like literally that I remember any relationships that would break up. Yeah. I would be a disaster. Even if it was like a friendship, like I took oh, yeah. it so hard and like yeah. literally I would go into like depression. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And I feel like now, like I still experience those things, but I'm able to deal with it better. And it's yeah. like, you'll when get you're, yourself when back you're up. older. I find that you deal with failure, at least from my experience, I deal with failure a lot differently. Like I think I, I, definitely can relate to like being in university and being like it's the end of the world that oh, I'm yeah. not acing every every class because like the, my my whole identity was like being my a grades. student exactly right but like not everyone is designed for university not everyone's designed for um and Success. I don't know yeah and I mean <laughs> as a comedian we fail all the time on stage yeah. so it's just like the hard dose of reality every single day almost that you're just like okay failure actually leads to something productive like you yeah. you build on you can grow from failure but I feel like it like and I would hear that my whole life but yeah. unless you experience it you have yeah. to like really feel it but I remember like yeah like Cause you wrote, you gave me that question before and I was like, man, like maybe my life is going to sound easy, but no, it no, was just like, no, it was like anytime, like a friendship didn't work out a relationship yeah. didn't work out. Like I uh, 
have always been the type like I beat myself up about oh, it. Yeah. And I yeah. was like really, really tough on myself. And oh, like I wouldn't okay. get out of bed for like days. Like it was oh, yeah. pretty Absolutely. Bad. I totally get that. And now I look yeah. back, I'm like, that's embarrassing. Like, it's not though. Yeah, I, I, I mean you I'm felt those feelings. I'm doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> you felt those feelings and they were real. So yeah, like you uh you just it it's good to like it's good to experience high emotions sometimes and just like feel it. But then you know learn from it for sure yeah for sure i've definitely beaten myself up over like things that like i wouldn't do now like yeah. if a relationship like failed like oh, i would be you. devastated but then you know like i i don't know like i wouldn't like you know you'll survive like yeah, you'll be fine yeah, and exactly. you've already come through it better actually yeah yeah so you're like oh i can't wait how much better i'm gonna be after this yeah yeah absolutely uh so the next question is what are you most passionate about uh, yeah, I think like what I'm doing now, I'm passionate about like just, you know, being more creative yeah. and passionate about working with like people that are on the same wavelength mm -hmm. and creating like a more meaningful life, you know, like yeah. that's what I want. Like I want to have purpose and I want to, you know, mm -hmm. it's not just about me, but I want to work with people like where we're going to create something yeah. and like, uh, yeah. you know, connecting with other humans, like on a deeper level, like, you know, when you're doing stand up yeah. and like you see like this old guy alone and he's like laughing at your jokes and you're like, who are you? <laughs> Why are we connecting? Like it's yeah. magical. Those moments. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're passionate about this, like this connection with people, this creative yeah, connection. Exactly. I totally get that. And I wish I, I discovered this sooner. I don't know if you could relate just to like, um, like I only started doing comedy when I was 28, 27, mm -hmm. 27, 20. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I try not to regret anything in my life. Yeah. And like, I, uh, you know, you take a certain path for a reason. Um, but like, I, I wish I like just dived into my creative side, like so much earlier, like I just suppressed it so much. And even though like I look back at my li life and like, I, I was so creative, but I was just like, Oh, like you're, you're supposed to just make money. You're supposed to get educated. Like, that's not what life is about. Um, but now like, I, I'm glad I, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Was... And it, you know what? And I also have that, like I started mm. pretty late also, mm -hmm. but the thing is that like all those life experiences yeah. is what makes you great now. Yeah. And you know, like you can't, like I, I do find like if you're just was a creative from the beginning, yeah, maybe you wouldn't have lived all these life experiences yeah, that make you who you are now. So oh, absolutely. And you're doing it now. That's oh, you're doing thing. it. You're doing, we it. Are doing We're it. We're doing it. We're going to yeah. be amazing. We are amazing. <laughs> This is our universal mantra. <laughs> we are amazing. We are amazing. We're going to get that tattooed on our body <laughs> yeah, yeah. right after this, this episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for uh, having you me. were the best. I wish you all the luck. Oh, uh, with your, I, you, I believe in you so much. You're going to be amazing. And I'm so glad that that last job laid you off because you can yes. be part of this world fully and uh we can see such amazing things come out of you oh uh, thank you so much for having me i was so happy when you asked me i was of like of course yes and i listened to this pod yeah. uh i think you're an incredible writer and oh, uh, thank you yeah i can't wait to see like where you go from this i mean i i don't obviously forget me. wanted you <laughs> I, <laughs> I obviously Let me open for you when you make it <laughs> i obviously wanted you on because uh i mean you're a delight to talk to uh oh. you're 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 just amazing i love you, thank you. <laughs> you're great 
great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you again. Hey. Uh, I want to thank, um, oh, who do I want to thank? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the funders of sponsor Pentelis Comedy, Comedy Studios, Zach Kick. As always, Fernando, the listeners, please like, subscribe, follow, follow me on Patreon. I'll send you some feet pics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's make some, let's make some money. Let's make some money. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yay.